welcome 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 we're trying some new things trying some new things here we have video because you know that's what i do that's how i roll but we were talking if you remember back when so i I, we, we kind of we kind of talked about this ahead of time what year was it when we did our first episode that's a great trivia question or better yet, because so, we talked about that. It was 20, 2018. Was New, the first one? New Year's Eve. But how many episodes did we do? Five. You're way off. Well, not way off. We did basically December 31st, 2018 to April of 2019. So four months roughly. Wow. I didn't think it was that many months. It was nine episodes. That's neither here nor there. Okay. I wasn't that far off. No, you weren't. Well, what do you want to talk about? It's been a while. Oof. It's a loaded question. 2019. Oh, my goodness. That seems forever ago. Three years ago, right? Roughly. No? Yeah? Almost four. Yes. I cannot do math. That took me an abnormally long time to... Process? (laughs) To think, okay, yeah, that was three. (laughs) 2019 to 2022. So, catch us up. What's going on in your life, in our life? What's, What's new? What's well, rocking? Our life, not just you my know, life. No, no. Oof. Twenty twenty was a good year, huh? Yeah. Well, I think we ended the pod because that fall in twenty nineteen, I started my MBA program. So, those of you that don't know, yeah, what is that? MBA, Masters of Business Administration, um, three year program evening so it's all students adults that work full-time and then we go to school two days a week for three hours pause was everyone a working yes okay i mean it was that's a requirement you're working full-time you have a full-time job didn't know that um yeah but you get you your age is ranged right ranged our youngest was 21 Okay. Well, why don't we why don't you tell us briefly about that? Why don't you catch us up to speed? Because I think even if people know us, friends and family, they might not know in depth everything. It's a three-year program. It's at night. You're with working professionals. Yeah. I mean, that's about it. But like each year, so year one, year two, year three, aren't you set with like you get teams? Is that correct? Yep. We get teams. So they kind of base it on not your color, but one of those other. What do you mean your color? Well, you know, like, like oh, your blue, yellow okay. personality thing. It's not that. It's it's different. It's like a strength. It's probably like a strengths finder, okay. if anything. And they look at industry. They look at your job title and then all those kind of characteristics. And you're on a team and it's colors. So you're on a different team each year, which is kind of nice. And they, they, meaning the academic advisors, coordinate all the teams so you don't get to choose they choose for you based on all those factors and what school uw madison okay i feel like i'm interviewing you but that's go bucky i know it's fine i mean so that was the beginning of actually that was 2019 right it was 2019 it was the fall of 2019 so (laughs) we ended what was our last episode april of 2019 yeah so kind of took the summer off and then that fall I started this three-year program, so there was no way I was going to juggle all that. And you throw in a baby in a pandemic. Right. You kind of gloss that over. So, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> let's back up because MBA program, did you mention it was three na- two nights a week, right? Two nights a week, Monday and Thursday. And we didn't really get breaks. I mean, I guess we got spring break in March, and then our winter break was only a couple weeks. And then we... Had two full weekends of all day Friday, all day Saturday, two weeks in a row for our winter class. So it's kind of a class that essentially you only take four days, but they pack a lot of information in those four days and it's it's all day. It's like a sprint. Oh, yeah. Those were rough. Okay. You kind of gloss it over, but baby and pandemic. So I'll field the first part of this. We probably found out we were pregnant like... Was it before you started, like just before, or were you already like a month into the MBA? I was only a month in, so it was probably October 2019. Okay, that sounds about right. And I started basically after Labor Day, beginning of September. Right. Yeah. I think it's important. I think we should touch on this because it wasn't like 
it's not like we weren't not trying, but obviously we knew the NBA was going on. We had a lot going on. Honestly, that's kind of why we kind of dropped the the podcast. It just didn't take priority. Yeah. But, um, well, I forget where I was going to go with this, but essentially it's like, we find out we're pregnant. You're doing your MBA. Here's where I was going with this. You're very concerned about, yes. okay, you're due, we were due in May, right? Yep. May of 2020. And you're like, <clears throat> I'm going to be in the middle, smack dab in the middle of my MBA. Yeah. How is this going to work out? And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm like, this is one of those things where we're just going to figure it out as it comes to us. Right. You're like, yeah, but I can't miss class. You know, I got to figure this out where it's like going to be by my spring break or something, I think. Right. Or is that wrong? No, that's wrong. Okay. Correct me. I know you were freaking out and you're like, I'm only going to be able to miss like two classes and then, you know. Yeah. So I mean, May, the beginning of May was the due date. And then that summer we had to take summer classes because it was the first year. So year one, you take summer classes. Now you still get like a month off in the summer, but you're, you're taking you're summer classes. Active. You're yeah. pre- pretty active versus year two, you take the GLE, which is the global learning experience overseas, wherever they take you. And then year three, you graduate. So you really don't get a summer, so to speak, sure. but the year one, you're actually taking classes. So it's a little bit more intense. And that's where I'm like, we don't get a summer. Like I'm having this baby in the middle of classes, Right. you know? How am I going to do that? Excuse me. Oh, that's a gross burp in the microphone. Uh, but I do remember as we got closer to that due date, like you were freaking out. You're like, I don't think my professor's like, I'm like, you're pregnant. They're not going to not let you miss classes or God forbid, there's got to be some way that you can do this from home, right? Yeah. Long story short, what happens? Pandemic. Pandemic. Oh. You didn't know where I was going with that? Because like... COVID. That... Okay, you don't have to do that, but... <laughs> But essentially, I'm like, oh, see, the silver lining is like, I told you something, you know, we, I feel like that's a common theme in our relationship. It's like, well, what are we going to do? And then I'm like, ah, it'll work. You know, that's for future us to figure out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, bringing a human into this world is a little bit different while you're physically going on campus for school. Sure. Because we did know it was going to be a C-section and that's major surgery. And so the fact that if I had surgery on Monday and I had class the following Monday, I was kind of expected to go and I'm like, how am I going to go? I can't even walk. Yeah. So pause on that. That was like your expectation, I feel like. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, the program is at that time it was, okay, you're going to be in person. And if you're not, you miss class and you miss that material and it's on you to kind of figure it out. There was no at home virtual option. So I really was kind of telling my classmates, I'm going to lean heavily on you guys. Right my teammate for that year or team for that year, I should say. I'm going to lean heavily on you guys to kind of let me know what's going on in class, pass over notes. Like if we have projects, I'm really, I'm going to help out as much as I can, but I can't say that it's going to be a hundred percent. Sure. You know, and everyone knew and everyone was supportive, obviously. <clears throat> so, but it was hard. It was a lot of work. We're kind of ton of work. Um, so that was a three year thing. Let me ask you this, because at the time, this is another thing. Did you mention you changed jobs more recently? But No, but that was just recently. So anyways, though, do you remember, probably not the exact day, but like the announcement at work where they're like, okay, we're just going to pack up and go home for a few weeks until we, we figure all this out? Yeah. It was around St. Patty's Day. Yeah, I think it was like the 15th, 16th, yeah, 16th or so. I don't remember what day of the week. I, just, I remember it and like, I don't want to say it was like a mass exit. There wasn't at least over my building, it didn't seem like there was a big urgency, so to speak. No, but I think everyone was just confused. Definitely. You know? I wouldn't say there was this mass like panic, but I think it was more of just like, should we be taking this seriously? Or is this kind of like, are you guys overreacting type situation, at right. least over where I was and how I personally felt? Yeah. And I remember outside of work, I remember seeing, cause I don't, I, at that point I had kind of well, I was kind of weaning off watching news, but I remember right around, I think the new year, they're like, oh yeah, I think it was around that time. China built like a, a hospital yes. in like a week. And I'm like, what is this? And everyone's like, you, you got to take this seriously. Yeah. Fast forward, I know we're talking about like outdated stuff, but it's like, yeah. it was so new. Obviously there's a lot of figuring out to be done. 
and I've said this before and we've had these conversations, I wouldn't want to own a business or to be making those decisions because with a lot of things, you can't please everyone. And I know when we got sent home, you know, it was like a couple weeks and it was a month. Then it was, it turned into two months and then they kept <laughs> delaying it and delaying it. And then they just like put their hands in there like, okay, it's going to be indefinitely indefinitely until we, until we yeah. know. And I know people were originally probably, actually I know for a fact they were kind of upset about that. Fast forward to the, the back end of this. Yep. And just recently we've, we've been called back to work and I mean, I can't speak for a lot of people, but I know there's been mixed feelings. Uh, me personally, at least in our situation, as you know, we're 10 minutes from work. Right. I do personally think it's nice being back in the office. You know, there's the benefits of working from home though too. Oh, definitely. Um, but I think it's one of those things when people start a new routine, um, or any kind of change, change is hard. And we've talked about that before too. Um, it's, it's hard to change routine and to change what you're used to. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I won't, we don't have to elaborate on that. I just, once again, I would not want to be in the position to be making decisions. Um, but you know, there's, there's good in it too, because obviously you found a new job. Yes. Two Um, months in. Like now you're two months in. Now I'm two months in. Yes. The point I was making there is. You know, the whole world's open up in terms of you can work remotely. And before you could, but it was kind of like, I don't know, not that you had to excel in your position, but there was very few remote positions available. Yeah, I don't even know any pre-pandemic. You would probably know more than me because it's probably in the tech space. But for me, it was very few and far between. And honestly, I wasn't even looking at that point, so I don't know. But also at my, well, now former employer, I mean, and employers before that, working from home, you really had to had had to have a valid excuse. Right. They're like, okay, I have an appointment, but it's in Madison, and I live in Monroe. You know, whatever. So let me ask you this, because your current position is fully remote. You've kind of been in only once, because they're based out of North Carolina. Yeah, Greensboro, North Carolina. <clears throat> so you've seen both sides of this, and I know yeah. I I think I know your feeling on it, but like, would you prefer to be in person? Would you prefer to be fully remote? Would you prefer to have kind of a hybrid approach or to pick and choose? Like, what are your thoughts or what is your take on on that? What do you think I would say? I'm curious. I think... Because I've kind of changed perspectives multiple times yeah, on this topic. But we've, we've talked about this recently too. I think especially when you're changing jobs and you have kind of that learning curve up front, I think it's beneficial in damn near important that you need to be in person to build relationships Mm -hmm. to get that face-to-face time just to kind of learn at least I think that's I can't once again I can't speak for most people but I feel like at least 70 to 80 percent of the people population would benefit from that right yeah it's very hard I think to onboard someone remotely yeah and I'm not saying you have to be looking over their shoulder or keeping tabs on them or whatever no but it's much easier I think in person to just jump over to a desk or to get that face-to-face time. Because, I mean, let's be be honest, because you started this new job. When you're in person, like I just said, you can go and have those face-to-face conversations. Yeah. Now it's like, I got to set up a Teams meeting yeah. to basically get you on a call to maybe ask you a question. Which yeah. is like, or even just have a hallway conversation. Yeah. It adds that barrier. Yeah. That barrier to like, I guess, entry, but whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with all that. My perspective has changed pre, well, I'll kind of backtrack. When we got sent home in 2020, I was very against it. I'm like, this is dumb. I want to be around my people. I want to see people. I want to go to the office, blah, blah, blah. It took me a year and a half, I kid you not, to accept the fact that I was working from home 100% at my now former employer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, this is fine. I got it. Well, then I don't know, eh, it was probably like six months or maybe a little over six months. Then now I have this job. I don't know if that timing's right, but I agree. It's, it's hard. And a lot of people that are now back in the office are like, that's a dream. Oh my gosh. I wish I was all remote. Are you kidding me? I would love that. And I was always indifferent. You know, I'm like, okay, well, if I was in person, I'd be fine. If I was remote, I'd be fine. My ideal situation is hybrid. I mean, now I feel like I kind of have a good stance on that because 
I kind of had, I mean, now that I'm all remote and it is hard with a new job, I kind of want to be at least in the office part of the time to have those conversations, to build relationships. Um, and I don't know, I think obviously with a new job, I would say that, but I would almost say if I was still at the place that I was at before, I'd probably still say that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there's some times where I'm just like, man, I'm jealous that you get to be in the office three days a week because I think that's a really good balance. Like yeah. you really get f- not a four day weekend, but four days at home right? and three days in the office. Like that's kind of cool. Well, and let's break that down because I, I think things in the office, there's certain things that work better in the office and like meetings is one of them yeah. or just those hallway conversations. Now the, the aspect of working remote, as you know, this, like we can do dishes, we can vacuum, we can do housework. Yeah. When it was summer out, I can mold, mold the yard. Um, and you know, my boss has been awesome. He's like, you know, your salary's up as long as your work's done. Yep. We're, we're happy. So, so there's that aspect. And I think, I don't know, I, it's hard to paint a broad stroke, but I think, and you know, my work ethic, I know mm-hmm. your work ethic, you know, some people might not match that, yeah. you know, or they yeah. might try to do the bare minimum, yep. which whatever. Um, but I don't know. It's that thing is like, uh, you can't make everyone happy how companies handle it. I don't know. You're always going to have a vocal, even if it's a few or a majority. And it's just like, whoever's most vocal is always going to be heard, you know? Yeah. It's not like someone's like standing up in meetings or sending emails and be like, I love being back to work. Thank you for making the decision. Right. Because if they're okay with it, they're just like, yeah, okay, well, whatever. Like, yeah, cool. Let's get on with the show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a hot topic in itself. I feel like a lot of people have different perspectives on that. Which is fine, which is but neat, like, but sorry to cut you off, but it's like, that's, that's you know, everyone's like that. They're going to have their different opinions. They're going to have different life situations, right? We know people that uh, before the pandemic were commuting probably 40, 45 minutes, maybe yep. close to an hour. You're home for what, two and a half, three years, two years. Yeah. And then you, you you're not commuting. I, that was the first thing when I took this job down here where my commute went from 70 minutes yep. one way. So I'm on the road for almost two and a half hours. Well, that was both of us. Right. Correct. And we come down here and it's a 10 minute commute. And I'm like, I will never go back to anything where yeah. I have to drive more than probably 25 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a huge thing. But enough about that. What other changes? Baby. You want to talk about Baby distractions i know well it's like what is that um yeah well i think most people know probably most people listening or watching this podcast know yeah i know but we had our third <clears throat> baby Layton in may of 2020 i took her to a doctor's appointment last week and they're like what's her birth date i'm like oh god <laughs> i think it's may 7th it's not cinco de mayo no it's 7th of 2020 and she's like yes i'm like oh, i just passed the test yeah well it's It's hard with yeah any you can have two kids and it's still the same way i actually i think i told you that birthdays i uh i throughout the pandemic i would do ran not random but some facetime calls with some college buddies and stuff and the last one i did with jeff it was like we're talking birthdays and he's like yeah my oldest is i think he said like june 20th yeah it was close to hayden yeah something like that i'm like oh my god my oldest is june 20th too and then like after I got off the call I'm like oh shit no she's the 22nd because (laughs) she was very close to being a solstice baby which is the 21st yes and that's what I had predicted I do remember that uh so yeah just quickly third baby how is it good bad ugly all the above no I mean they're 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 all different I know how do I put this there's challenges with one to two to three says, all of them says you says me yeah i mean that's my perspective but also just going back to like <clears throat> i have mental illnesses spoiler alert that could be a whole podcast episode let's go through my repertoire of <laughs> diagnoses um but no it's hard i mean i think there's parts that are really easy really nice 
obviously in my head, I always wanted three because I always wanted a big family. I come from a very small family. Even my extended family, I have, you know, (laughs) a very, very small number of cousins and people that I actually interact with. Sure. Just put it that way. Um, So I always wanted a big family and I wanted to just have my house be chaotic and I want to be the house where like all the friends come over and just like hang out, you know, I have all my kids here, whatever. That was always my vision. Now, I didn't realize that I would struggle with some mental illnesses that would make that difficult. But pause on that. Do you think, do you think it's because, because of the younger children where i'm going with that is do you think it's going to be easier when like in three to three years even in terms of i know it's hard to take young kids out and about right yeah like right now Layton, she's what two two and a half but she's all over the place right not potty trained yet you know terrible twos fussiness yeah it's like that's hard to take out in public Sometimes, right? Uh, no, uh, all the time. I avoid anywhere in public with her. Well, and then you got the two other kids too, which they're actually usually pretty good. The two others I can take for the most part. Sure. For the most part. I mean, I think, like everyone says, it gets, it's a different kind of hard when they're older. You know, because you're dealing with preteens and then teens and sure. all that. So at least my coworkers and friends that I have that have older kids. It's like, yeah, I understand the stage that you're at now. It's hard. They're not potty trained. They can't talk. They're still having tantrums, whatever. But when they get older, it's a different type of hard because you have all the hormones, all the teenage stuff they have to deal with. And now in our day and age, social media, cell phones. I mean, I don't know. I think I'm just going to, go insane when they're older because I'm just going to be so worried about them and want to keep them in a bubble. And I know I can't, but the world is so different from when you and I grew up. Yeah. I mean, I think every generation has their version of this. I agree. Well, sure. But I don't know if my mom would say that. Yeah. I think the cause for concern is, I don't even want to say technology, like social media is an aspect, right? No, that's a majority of it. Sure. Uh, but hopefully by then, I mean, I don't know, is like, what are the big platforms now that maybe teens are in? Probably TikTok. It's is, definitely TikTok. It's a little be real. It's kind of up and coming, yep, trending. That. Um, Instagram is still. But with those, I guess maybe TikTok has it. There's that dopamine rush of there's still like, I would assume likes or shares or all that. Yeah, I would say I don't know TikTok, I, but I don't, I don't know. I'm I don't not know on I don't have that. I guess the point is, I was reading an article today. Um, gosh, what was it saying? Basically, like, that is, it's monetized, right? Even, like, yeah. news outlets, it's like clicks are monetized. So you have, uh, yep. so we know about clickbait and everything like that for the past decade. And that's why, I like, the news, and we've talked about this, I don't want to watch the news or I don't want to, but you got to get your news and you got to be educated. So it's like. I know, it sucks. I, yeah, I don't, I wish there was an easier easier way to like consume information i know does that make sense i don't know if i'm making sense no it makes sense i'm just trying to think of when we grew up how did i get my information i have no idea local news station and newspaper yeah right yeah i was actually thinking about that today it's like you know back even when i was young you had a few news anchors that were like trusted sources. And I would assume you probably even had newspaper writers or like you probably had well-known writers. That's like, okay, that's a, that's a good source. And it's a trusted source. Like we'll read that newspaper, like whatever. And I'm, I'm guessing, I don't know. I, I can't name specifics, but I'm thinking today it's like, man, everything is pretty digital. Yeah. And I guess I'm going to back up on that because I think there are like sports writers and stuff that, probably carve out a name that's the only thing i can speak to because i do read a lot of sports articles but you know what i'm saying is like i don't know there's just so much now i know well and looking back too when we were growing up when we were younger i also think it's just the age that you're at i wasn't really concerned about what was on the news you know i didn't even really you never did like current events in school or anything i don't know probably but i don't remember that 
I don't even remember like looking at the weather to understand like what I should be wearing the next day. Um, so I also think it's kind of the age. I mean, I was at the age where it was just really nice to just live in oblivion and just not be concerned about the news, not be concerned about A, B, and C. And I think that's what is so different from today. And our kids growing up, like, even if they're on social media, they're going to see news. They're going to see current events. They're going to sure. see, you know, so much negativity. And that's what, you know, kind of worries me as a mom because growing up, I didn't have any of that. So let me ask you this, if I can interject. What do you think, um, I don't want to say purpose, but, but yeah, what, what do you think, what is the news supposed to serve up? Is it supposed to be negativity? Well, it is now. Yeah, I know, but like, I forget that movie we watch, but is it, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. Is it just because people, even then, because even if you look back, lo local news and everything, is it supposed to be just current events? Like, who, I think we've actually talked about this offline. Yeah, we've talked about it. Who is the gatekeeper there? Right, who, who picks, determines. Who picks the stories? I don't know, actually. Who, who curates that? Yeah. Because obviously there's the national newswire, right? Yeah. It's an international newswire. Uh, but what, there's probably a whole process, but like, yeah, what, who makes the decision to say this is newsworthy? Well, I don't know. It's the person that wants engagement viewers because that's how they make money, right? Sure. So I don't know. It's I guess the director, it's the VP. I don't know. It's like there, any company. Is there any model or business model where you can take that money away somehow? Probably not, right? Probably not take it away. Just probably not. If you don't have engaging stories, they're going to go to NBC and watch versus ABC or whatever. Because they, I don't know. They, I feel like they all kind of report on different stories. Sure. Anyways, we're going down a rabbit hole. Of yeah, I, I don't know. I guess that whole hmm. segment. I guess I liken it to like maybe brands. I know there's some brands that you enjoy a lot and is i wonder if there's a business model for news like that and maybe there currently is and once again i'm out of touch with news because i don't we don't i mean we don't watch it maybe the local news once in a while that's kind of the extent of yeah i mean i try to only do that if the kids aren't around because sure. they don't need that they don't need to be consuming that and they're old enough to understand what they're talking about sure i guess where i'm going though is like there's once again shopping habits right even for myself, there's brands that I know and enjoy. I like how their clothes fit and look. So if I get an email from them or whatever, I'll at least kind of look at it. And I won't even necessarily wait to shop if there's a deal. But, you know. You and I are different. Yes, I know this. <laughs> but, you know, you kind of get what I'm going after here is like there's certain brands that you know and trust and you keep coming back to them. Yeah. Maybe it's apples. Well, it is apples and oranges, but I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but it is what it is. What do you want to talk about? I've been directing this thing. Yeah, you always do that, though. Why don't you burp into the microphone next time? <laughs> Burpee. Excuse I heard that. Me. I know. Oh, my gosh. Hey. Oh, go ahead. I heard you burp earlier. So. I did it like three times already. This, I don't really think this is a really engaging episode. So can we get some comments in our Spotify reviews or whatever? Like what type of topics do you want us to talk about? No, this is for us. This is like um, mommy, daddy, public journal time. Oh, come on. It'll be fun when the kids are like 18. They're like, what? Why did you? This is embarrassing. Why did you do? <laughs> I know because they're going to see this video and be like, you guys were wearing headphones and cords and. Yeah. Now we have our VR sets. Get with the program. Yeah. What I was going to say, Monday night, you want to talk about that? Or no? You don't have to. What happened? Are you see COVID brain, guys? COVID. Oh, my gosh. Okay. No, I'm just really tired. <laughs> just for the record, record, I'm doing a really hard workout program, and I'm on week two. And it is hard, and I am tired, and my brain shuts down when I sit this couch Bert Kreischer yeah yeah I I mean I was there more to support you I don't follow him I don't listen to his podcast yeah well you don't but you follow him on Instagram 
I do just when we got tickets to see him. But yeah, I introduced you to him. Yeah, you did. And I think we watched his Netflix specials. I think we watched all the specials. Yes. So safe to say you're a fan of his work for the most part, more than Tom Segura. Yeah. I mean, out of his <laughs> pod, I would say if you're talking about like Bill Burr, Tom, Joe Rogan. Yeah. He's definitely my favorite. Okay. Well, we, we started watching <laughs> Tom Segura and you're like, yeah, I like him. And then we got like 10 minutes and you're like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Let's <laughs> shut this off. Well, he no, is so vulgar. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing with me and you know about this in, in general with anything. I don't like vulgarness. I don't like when comedians talk about um, politics for sure, race, disabilities, but I especially don't like talking about sex and talking about body parts and like just really vulgar terms for things too. Cause I can think of an example. I'm not going to say it on here because my mom probably listens to these, <laughs> but I don't, I don't enjoy that to me. That's not funny. Sure. So when we saw Bert, it was, everything was great except the first story, you know, that he did, which without getting, which one was it? Um, when he was in high school in the locker room, Oh, cause yeah, he yeah. started out yeah, talking yeah. about his body part and I'm like, you know, no. And I was just like, oh man, is this how the night's going to go? Okay, but then so, everything else was not sexual at all. So that, that one might make it into his special. Do you, th so just because it was talking about his penis, essentially. Well, I mean, not even just talking about that, but just, just kind of being inappropriate about okay. it. All right. I, <laughs> I don't know how Everyone's else to different. say it without, See, you I know. Can, you and I are different. Well, we are different, right? But I disconnect from that and just like, okay, he's telling a funny story. And th but that's what you like about him. Aside from that story, you he, like his storytelling. Oh my God. He is a great storyteller. A hundred percent. That's why I'm just like his last story. I was so engaged. I literally like didn't even remember breathing. I was just so engaged with him on stage of just like, what's going to happen next in the story. It was a great story and how he did it and it flowed and he right. didn't like, you know, flub up, you know, it was so, really good. The thing with him and not that he, not that he's taken feedback and pointers from a 35 year old guy in Wisconsin on, you know, this, he is very good when he is engaged because sure, there's a few yeah. stories that are sure. not just engaged, but enthused. Sure. His enthusiasm is so infectious. It is. Where there is maybe one or two stories that he did Monday night where definitely he was working them out, right? Oh, yep. But if you see the difference in how he carries himself and his body language and all the above, he just, it you can tell he's working it out. He's working it out and it's not polished, which is sure. fine. I mean, that's how you do comedy, I would assume. But you can tell the difference because the last story he told. Everyone was on the floor laughing. Yeah. I mean, I've. I've never heard the comedy club so loud. That's what I was just going to say. I've never heard so much belly laughing in a yes. room. Um and without, I won't give anything away, but like it was a fantastic story. And he, what he's good at is those long form stories. Oh my gosh. Fantastic. So that was Monday night. Yeah, it was good, but that's just my whole thing. And I wonder how other people feel too about comedians. Cause it's so subjective, right? Which is fine. That's what they do that they know that that's their job. Yeah. But I just, am I the only one that like, no, you're not. I mean, I don't like vulgarness because i'm just like okay i don't need to hear about really vulgar terms in the form of like intimacy or other stuff and then it's it's kind of where obviously you and i are different like it's hard for me to disconnect when there's jokes made about people with disabilities or race even or sexual abuse because you know he did mention you know something about like Oh yeah, maybe, maybe kidding, but maybe I was sexually abused because, you know, I did this, I broke my oh, leg yeah. and then the priest was just like, oh yeah, you have to come in here for 15 was, minutes or whatever. No, no. Yeah. So, and I, he, I think he's told us on the podcast, he's like, have you ever been like telling a story and like halfway through oh, you, yeah, like, yeah. you find out maybe I was molested. Yeah. So totally get it. Cause comedian joking, but like there's certain things that for me are like trigger points because my passion is with kids that sure, sure, sure. 
come from really rough backgrounds and all those things are connected to that. And it's really hard for me to disconnect that when it comes to comedy. That's all I'll say. Good. I was going to say good segue. Yeah. Do you want to talk about anything that we've watched on Netflix? Maybe about certain serial killers that live in Wisconsin. Oh my gosh. Yes. Do we have time to talk about that we can today? Talk about whatever. Yeah, whatever. We're only 30 minutes in. Oh, okay. Good. Ooh. I mean, everyone knows. Knows what? Gosh, Dad, I'll stop drinking, okay? Oh, my goodness. I promise I'll quit drinking. Just putting it out there to anyone listening, if anyone is listening, that has not watched the Jeffrey Dahmer series. Is it a series? Yeah, it's like a mini-series. Mini-series on Netflix. Biopic, maybe. I don't know. I just caution you to just... I just caution you to be mentally prepared for what you are about to witness. But side note, the acting oh, superb. is, I, I, I'm kind of excited for like award season, however that shakes out. But like, if there, if there's not nominations for that. Is it Evan Peters or Peter Evans? I don't know the actor. I think it's Evan. You're the one that knew him. Oh my gosh. He is phenomenal. I was a fan of him before and him in this role is by far the best performance I have seen of anyone. It's good. I mean, I, I will put that on record because it was so good. And guys, think about it. It's an actor that has to play a real life serial killer and like to a T nailed it. It, I mean, it probably helps that there's like tapes and stuff. Yeah, I know. Definitely. But yeah, I think he, he did a fantastic but, job. I mean, even I think he said said this, but also other actors that play really intense parts, you have to get into the mind. Right. And so you really have to be in like a serial killer mind when you're acting. And that to me sounds hard. <laughs> Let's not just put it out there like they're actors, that's their job, they should know how to do that. Like, no. It you really have well, to be good at you and part what of you that do. and part of that too is like i don't think people realize and i didn't even realize until maybe five ten years ago probably more like five six years ago when you're shooting a movie or a tv show there is so much downtime in between like shots if you will yeah they gotta set up a scene they gotta set up blocking they gotta get lights they oh, gotta get definitely. everything so you might be in your trailer maybe you're going through lines and stuff but it's like okay you could maybe shoot for <laughs> shoot a scene for maybe 10 minutes, hour, whatever. And then they got to flip it for like the next scene. And then it's just like... So I it's got, kind of like in and out in of and that out. mindset. Yeah. So, so my whole point there is like, you got to maybe be in and out of character. Yeah. But I've also heard like, no, like, um, gosh, who is it? There's an actor, really good. Oh my God. Daniel Day-Lewis, I think. Where he is just like, he is in character the entire time. Yeah. You like go get him from his trailer and he's like still in like... You, I mean, you almost have. I you would almost think, have to, right? right? Because it's not like uh, maybe you can just flip a switch and turn it on. But oh man, that'd be especially hard. for those roles where you're definitely portraying someone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But this miniseries is very good. Yeah, you scared. <laughs> so all my friends I grew up with or went to high school with were like, "Yeah, have you watched this?" And she's like, "Don't watch it." And so there's like three wives. <laughs> They're like, "I'm not watching it because Aaron said don't watch it." Dude, I'm not lying when I I said. I mean, I had nightmares for at least a solid month and it's, it's literally just the demeanor of him. And I'm not even the clientele of who he killed, you know, it's, he killed 17 young boys men. and men, yeah. but don't it's spoil it. If people don't know, well, it's out there. Yeah, I mean, that's know. not going to give it away, but cause he's a serial killer. And for the record, she doesn't like my impersonation of him. No, I mean, I do. It's really good. That's why it freaks me out. It freaks me out. And it's just, I've had nightmares because I turn the lights out, it's dark. And my bed, there's a vent right above my my bed. And so I literally, I just think. She hears me upstairs through the vent. Don't go to sleep. No, not even that. But just like you can hear the sounds of the tools that he used. And it's just like going in your mind. That's weird. I don't, I don't hear that. I don't. I get freaked out. I get freaked out easily though. Yeah, that's true. You got freaked out today. Oh, one of the recent purchases. I bought a, a robot, the vacuums. 
and I come home today because I'm back in the office. <laughs> She's like, was Bobby running? Th-? So Bobby's what we named the robot. <laughs> that was not my naming, by the way. Oh, no, I, I named him. Well, the kids helped me name him. But she's like, was Bobby running today? I'm like, yeah, he was on schedule at like 9.30 this morning. Did he run this morning? Yeah, he did. And you're like, but it was like 2.30. And I heard like, I heard noises. I did. And I'm standing by that. I believe you. If his bo- battery gets low, he goes back and charges and then he finishes his task. Yeah. And I don't know that because obviously I'm not up here. But I was up here when he was in Layton's room. So it's like, okay, but. He probably needed a charge up before he finishes the other kids' room. But point of that, if you're in the market for a robot vacuum cleaner, uh, I would say don't sit on it. I think it was worth every penny, I think. Because we would vacuum, try to do it weekly. Ugh, but it never happened. Eh, we're so busy. Yeah, but we would try to do it weekly. It was easier when I was remote, fully remote, because I could yeah, do it yeah. during the middle of the week. Yeah. This little guy, he maps out your whole floor pl- plan. Doesn't matter how many stories you have, you just got to place him on those stories and he'll know where he's at game changer i mean he can be vacuuming every other day every day certain rooms set him up on schedules and it is disgusting how much dust i think we're to a manageable level now where he's got most of it because like i haven't had to clean him out i was cleaning him out like daily i'm like where the hell is this dust coming from apparently our other vacuum just it doesn't i don't even think it's that i think it was you know we're doing weekly and yeah, maybe the suction wasn't a good... Well, we have a vacuum <laughs> that survived two world wars. That's true, but shout out to Electrolux, because that shit is dynamite. Fair enough. That was one purchase, Prime Day purchase, right? Is that Was that a Prime Day? What was that? At the end of summer? Beginning of fall? No, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it it like might have been ago. Prime Day. Prime Day, which I thought Prime Day was always like in July or something. Do they have two? I don't know. Yeah, I suppose it was. Maybe it was after. Anyways, the other thing I wanted to get to is your Prime Day purchase. The infrared. Sauna. Sauna. I know. See, I wasn't sure, but guys, I am easily influenced from the people that I follow on Instagram. And it's not everyone. It's actually people that I'm like, oh, I legit trust what they're promoting because. What they're peddling, if you will. Um, honestly, most of the time it's like not a sponsored ad. They're just like, oh, I just really like this product because I don't follow like huge celebrities. I follow just like, yeah, you follow like those B and C lists that need to earn that money from their (laughs) affiliate marketing. (laughs) No, that is not true. Anyway, so I saw someone posting a story. Hey, I'm thinking about getting this because she's like, I want to get like the real sauna, you know, the nice one at like beauty salons and stuff. But she's like, we're not doing that until we add on this addition to our house, blah, blah, blah. And so she's like, she tagged this one. She's like, I'm going to get this one. It has really good reviews, blah, blah, blah. So I looked at it. I researched it for a while because I'm like, really? Like, is this thing legit? So it's an infrared sauna, but you sit in it and like your arms are out and your head is out. So you kind of zip up your body. It's like a pop-up tent that you sit in, right? Yeah. And I'm like, man, this can't be good. But it got a ton of really good reviews. Sure. So I'm like, okay, the return policy is by January. Because, you know, Amazon has pretty good return policy for the most part. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to try it out. You like it, don't you? So it wasn't until this week that I've really put it through its paces. I think I tried it once last week, right? Maybe it was was just week, actually. It was just this week. Yeah, like Saturday maybe. And then... I don't know. I did the last... Two or three nights. Because I did it one time and I was like, oh, I actually really liked it. And I felt like, you know, the inflammation go down, right? Because I had muscle soreness. (sighs) And then coming out of that the next day, I was like, I don't have muscle soreness. And so it's just being consistent. It's just putting it into my schedule of the day, right? Because I already have to like work in a workout and then, you know, on top of everything else. But I don't know. I think I just need to do it consistently to be like, is this really worth it? I'm trying to do it. It honestly wasn't that expensive, but. Yeah, I don't know what you paid, but I'm trying to do it daily. Um, Yeah. I I I told you the the thing that I've no, I do. I mean, I sweat like a pig in it. Yeah. Like I. It's gross. Yeah, it is. Our oldest tonight's like, oh, it smells terrible in here. I'm like, yeah, that's sweat. I'm sorry. 
But what I wanted to say is the second or maybe the first or second time I did it, I noticed, and I told you this the other day, I'm my legs, specifically my Achilles, I, I probably have Achilles tendonitis or something from playing oh, basketball. Probably. But it's so tight in the morning where I basically hop around for the first five minutes of getting up and out of bed where it's just tight, like it needs to be stretched out. Ever since doing that, literally this week, I'm assuming it's that because I haven't changed anything else in my diet or what I'm doing. I'm not tight in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's why. No, I think it's definitely why. There's so many benefits to it. And that's why the person that I follow on Instagram had posted about it because sure. she's in the fitness industry, you know, is very much doesn't promote just anything. Like she really is like, okay, if I'm telling you about this, it works. And I mean, there's so many added benefits. Um, so I was like, you know, what the heck? And it was just because probably a month ago I went to, uh, it's not really called a salon, like a wellness center in town that has massage chairs. It has saunas. It has red light therapy and all that. And I did the sauna and I was like, man, I forget how much these things are just awesome and like how good you feel. So then it was just timing after that. I saw her story and I was like, oh, I'm going to try this at home and see. It's probably not going to be legit, but sure. I can return it. And I'm like, okay, if I use it consistently, maybe. I mean, you're not supposed to use it every day. I think what I read somewhere was just like. And you've been letting me do it daily. When it, were you going to tell me this? You literally have done it twice. Three days in a row. Are you kidding me? Okay. So I think they're like three to five a week is like max. But you're just telling me. I just kind of remembered. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's bad if you do it more. I think it's just on the side of caution of like, yeah, you don't need to do it every day. Yeah, whatever. But anyways, yeah. And that was a Prime Day purchase. Prime Day. Because I did get it for a good deal and now the price is way up there. Checked up. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to keep it or not, but. It's got my sweat all over it. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's fine, but I just, I need to work it into my schedule and just make sure that it's actually beneficial. Cool. Is there anything else we want to bring people up to speed on? The nine people that listen to us? Hi, mom and dad. I know. (laughs) Oh, my mom for sure listens because I think she said that before. Like, oh, I was listening to the episode. Let me go back and look here. So, Because she, she liked the one about like, oh, talking about what we wanted to be when we oh, I'm grew sure up and for all like, that. That's what I'm saying. For like parents and kids and stuff, this will be uh, an interesting listen either now or then. Yeah, but I want to make it big. And I want to be the podcast no. that like people listen to. You don't. Let's talk about that for just a hot minute before we get okay, off here. Okay, let's get sponsor- sponsorships. You can, you, you <laughs> oh, I'm tired. Y'all need to just chill out. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, our last episode actually had the most views, listens, plays, whatever it's called. Not that that matters. Um, no, I wanted to, we should wrap up here in a couple yep. minutes. You have always said this, like, I want to be famous. I want to be known for something. Where does that come from? Because I can tell you right now when people come up to you and you're like, oh, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, I have no fucking idea who you are. <laughs> it's not fun. And you know me already, like I'm terrible with names. So I'm like, did I meet this person before? And so I feel self-conscious and they're just like, no, I like your work or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, thank you. But I don't know how to respond in those situations. And when it happens to you, I think it'd be a different story. Or would you like that? I mean, strangers come up to you. No one has come up to me. But I'm saying, put yourself in that position strangers of all walks of life yeah they don't know me i don't know them it's just a conversation yeah but and i've told you the story like when i was in high school different time in my life right but being in sports and stuff i'd have people come oh good job at the game last week and my mom's like do you know who that is after they walk away i'm like i have no fucking idea who that is no but i don't think you need to in that moment if you don't know him you don't know him you're not gonna say oh (sighs) do i know you you're just like, oh, here, thank he, you so much. But here's Have my a great day. yeah. But here's my hot take in that it, for them, it probably feels like a genuine interaction. For me, on the other end of it, I f- 
not that I have to put up a facade or anything. I just feel like I have to be on. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> what do you mean by so, being on? Like, like not, I don't want to, not being fake, but it's like, oh, thanks. Like, thanks for your support or thanks for coming out and watching the game or whatever it is. Yeah, but wouldn't you genuinely feel that? Because I've had that happen before with what I don't know, but I know it's happened if people, you know, come up and I'm just like, oh, thank you. Like, that means a lot. It that depends. is genuine. I don't know them. They know I don't know them. I've had really good interactions, but I've also had a few interactions where it's laborious or it's a chore and it's uh, people that can't read the room. And Oh, yeah, I don't like that. But here's the thing. Like, obviously, I'm grateful for nowadays. It's like the photography people come up to me and say stuff. Oh, oh like yeah. I love that. We'll talk for I could talk photography all day. It's when I get interactions that kind of like drag on or people don't realize. And I don't, I got to be more maybe forthcoming. Be like, look, I've got, I've got to be somewhere or like I'm in the middle of something or. So my whole point is you say you want, I want to hit it big. Is that genuine? Or are you just all about the money, money? Oh, you know me. I'm always, always, always about the money. Are you kidding me? Um, that'll be our next episode then yeah that would be a great one we'll hash it out I don't even know in what regards but no I don't know I've always for some reason even when I was like itty bitty I might still are itty bitty <laughs> younger in age okay I always wanted to be on the Disney Channel. It was like when Lizzie McGuire and Even Stevens was like a huge thing. I wanted to be those actresses that literally were my age, but they were on Disney. They were acting in a TV series. <laughs> I heard that from here. What was that? Is that the whale call on your temple? That's my protein drink. <laughs> Continuing on. <laughs> That was always my big thing. For some reason, I was just like, I think I just really like acting. I really like acting, but I have a huge fear of people. <laughs> and um, is, can but, I can we back up? Yeah. Why do you think you say it's acting? But is that really why you think those specific shows or that specific channel um, weighed so heavily on you, or like why you're drawn to it? We should wrap up soon, but maybe I don't know. I don't know. I think I just saw in them something that I've always wanted. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Because I, I, I was like that at a certain age. Same thing. I, I don't... Uh, I did like Even Stevens. Not that I wanted to be like on a show like that, but I don't know. What is the draw? I don't know. It just looked fun. And it was something that I could see myself doing. I think I was just drawn to like acting, and I knew from a young age, like, I don't like being my genuine self around people. I get nervous. I'm shy. I'm anxious. I don't like doing presentations, blah, blah, blah. But with acting, if I'm being something else, someone else, I can turn it on like that. And I, I don't get shy and I get like really into it because I did take when I lived in Florida and my mom probably remembers us, maybe not, but as a summer camp, she would drop me off and it was drama camp drama not trauma i thought you said trauma <laughs> did you say drama because i heard trauma i said drama but it sounded like trauma <laughs> so i literally I, was, I almost choked on my drink i'm like oh that explains so much what were you saying about mental illness earlier no. i went to trauma camp that's a mini series in itself <laughs> drama drama with a d and it was so much fun so we like you know bonded as a group it was a tight-knit group but literally we would do sketches throughout the day. But at the very end, we were working towards this play that we were going to put on at the very end of summer. Let's just say it was like three months or whatever. So it was so cool. And I remember that was the first time I was really nervous reading the lines in front of everyone mm -hmm. at this, even though there's 10 of us, right? It's such a small group. And we were putting on this play, but it was memorizing the line. It was, you know, acting out your scene. And then the teacher was very much like nope not the right expression not the right tone you know go back da, 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 da. no but it was great because you don't want someone like oh yeah that was great like no she had a vision sure. 
And anyways, I remember when we did the play at the end, you just, you know, do the play to all the parents and siblings and everyone. And it was like this whole production. Oh my God, I loved it. I was so nervous backstage, but as soon as I got on stage, it was like I was a completely different person. And I felt so happy. I felt alive. I did. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not nervous. And so I felt like I killed it. I honestly, I wish it was recorded so I could look back now and be like, oh wow, it was good or you thought you did good, but you didn't. It was, it was just one of those things where I knew I was like, okay, I really love doing this. And so I always, I always just wanted to do it in a way that was at that time, you know, Disney channel was all I watched. Sure. So I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. You know, they make it look easy too, right? Well, <laughs> what I was going to say is when I kind of went through, I call it a phase because I was like that at one point too. I think it just looked fun. Sure. Yeah. You know, that was part of it. And you know sure. me, I'm all about fun. But then like when you get older and realize what I was just saying, like there's so much work, there's downtime. Yes. You listen to some of these child actors and most oh, of yeah. them don't even turn out right to begin with. It's nope. just like there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of sitting around. There's a lot of just whatever. Did we ever watch, did I have you watch uh, Shia LaBeouf's like documentary type thing with him and his dad? I don't think so, but God, what was he is a fascinating case study of a human being. I'm going to look this up quick and then we should sign off because you already said that. We're, our things are too long. I know they are. We'll try to get these down, but we needed to recap the past. Three years. Three years. I'm going to look this up. But no, that was... Honey Boy. You, oh, we watched that. we did watch that. That's that about him. was... Him and his wow. dad. Wow, that was intense. Great movie. That yeah. one, and then uh, we were just talking about the, we were just talking about this. Or Bert was talking about it on Monday. Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah, that was a funny joke too. But um, anything else? That was, but yeah. Otherwise, no, you you wanted feedback. I still maintain that we should just do our thing, and it's like a public parent public journal. We just talk about whatever people can listen. If they don't, that's fine. But you want to solicit ideas, or you want to solicit what? No, I think it'd just be helpful. It'd be kind of nice to think or You want see. more of a direction probably, right? Yeah, because to me, I just think, okay, if I was in a listener's position and I was listening to this, this is effing boring. So, Well, then turn the shit off. What are some topics that would be engaging or, you know, things that people want to hear? I don't mean anything with like, politics or anything because i don't want to get well that escalated very quickly when <laughs> <laughs> no one even mentioned politics what are you talking about i mean people always at least i like listening to podcasts that people have hot takes on things and well, it can be like controversial things well once again i think those people are probably trying to chase the trend or be front of mind or to have a hot take on what's current oh, that's clickbait too yes and we're not about that here we're just some Humble folk living in Wisconsin. Come on, Dad. Well, we'll think of some topics because I think... I've got a list. I added to a... We have a spreadsheet. The, if, yeah, if no one listens, I just need to be more engaged then because this is boring for me. <laughs> and that's it, I guess. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe, maybe Rip it's just, my heart out and stomp on it in front of me. No, that's what Jeffrey Dahmer well, does. This was just like a recap. So going forward, we'll have a little bit more direction for you. Okay. Yeah, I think direction would help. The ones that we've done in the past have been really good. So you like those? Those seem gimmicky to me. No, it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I don't remember the other things. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I guess, okay. Stuff like that where it's a little bit more lighthearted, but it's like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know you thought that way and I thought this way about this topic. Touche. I mean, there's a list you know, that I can think of. Yeah. In that, the feedback that we d did get while we were kind of doing those is like, I like how your perspective is different than yeah. his perspective. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we should wrap up. Uh, if people feel inclined, they can let us know in person or in digital world. Yep. House of Hair Ides. We I think we have the Facebook page and the Instagram handle and we'll start leveraging these things. Yeah. We but should. once again, I, I think this is more for us right now. And uh, we put it out there. And then we'll see you in three years. <laughs> no, we'll be consistent. 
What does that mean? I need to know. Well, we'll have to probably Monthly. tape a couple times a week, but then we can release them weekly. You want to do weeklies? Okay. I uh, don't think that's hard to do. Okay, we can take it offline. We'll take it offline. Are you going <laughs> like, to edit these? That's like in a Teams meeting where you're like, you know, people are like going off yeah. on a topic and They're you're like, just like. Um, if this meeting was done five minutes ago. Yeah, we can just take this offline. We can just take this offline, Susan. <laughs> okay. All right. Any parting words? No. Hope everyone has a good week. Okay, bye. We'll see you next week. Oh, my next. Oh, we're not. Go the pack, next time. go. Thursday night football. Check local listings. Oh, that is tomorrow. Well, depends on. I'm not. This this isn't getting up tonight. So, sorry. They probably already. Hopefully, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, bye, guys. Bye.